All right, we are live for a Friday edition of the Mike and Mario Show. Excited to be back. Looking forward to uh, glancing over all the news and stories from this prior week and then also talking about what could be coming up ahead in the week ahead. So, Mario, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing well, uh, Mike. And you? I am doing excellent. It's Friday again. It's uh, time to uh, get ready to dial back as best as we can, but uh, try to just walk through this past week and make some sense out of it. And so looking forward to doing that, my friend. So, um, I want to tip off with, I guess, the CPI and the economic data information. How about you start off with that one? Yeah. Um, so we've had uh, the last two months, CPI has come out a lot higher than uh, the expectation. I think last month was expected 3.2%. It came out 36 mm-hmm. This month, uh, the number yesterday was expected at 46 and it came out at 5 And it doesn't surprise me because... Uh, a lot of these economists, mm-hmm. they don't understand inflation. And, and I've seen that uh, um, today, uh, there's a lot of articles out there. One of them is on uh, investing.com. And it says that uh, the stock market is going up and mm-hmm. bond yields are going down because uh, inflation fears have abated already. <laughs> so mm-hmm. uh, what they're what they're thinking is they're looking at purely uh, commodity prices as if they were separate from the world. They yeah. they think uh, commodities will drop in the next twelve months just because they've gone up so much. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the charts of the CRB, uh, the the low we had last March was like a a multi decade low. So. Uh, I, I think it will surprise people on the upside. I think commodities are going to keep going up. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're still have uh, we're nowhere near the highs from 2011. Yeah, and, and I think they've got it backwards. Commodities uh, the, and other uh, costs don't cause inflation. They're the consequence of all the money printing that the Fed has been doing. Well, since 08, they accelerated it, of course, and other central banks last year. And they're going to have to keep doing it because uh, they have to keep playing this game that the economy is not as as good as we thought. So we're going to have to keep printing. Yeah. But uh, I, I'm not I've always said that the inflation is baked in the cake is the increase mm-hmm. of money and credit. And, and I think they're going to be proven wrong. And we saw yesterday, though, <laughs> Stan Druckenmiller, a famous hedge fund manager, he actually uh, emailed uh, the guys at CNBC, uh-huh. and, and he said that uh, yeah, the Fed is basically uh, manipulating the market. He didn't use that term; he was yeah. more diplomatic. He, he said there is no market because yeah. uh, some of you might know, and you might know that I worked in the bond markets for twenty years, uh, and in the nineties, if we had had a, a number like this, mm-hmm. uh, the bond bond prices would have dumped. And the yields would have gone up 10 or 15 basis points. But what did yields do yesterday? Well, they dropped uh, dropped three or four basis points below 150. And, and even if the Fed is right and the CPI comes back to like 2%, mm-hmm. uh, investing in a 10-year at 1.5 is still a bad proposition, yeah. uh, let alone investing it when the CPI is 5%. So. Uh, it's. Uh, I think, yeah, time will tell whether uh, I'm wrong or, or you know, they're right uh, about the uh, the price rises. I, I think they're uh, trying really hard to uh, 
more of a psychological thing, mm -hmm. trying to manage perception. They think that if they can tell people that there is no inflation, people will <laughs> react differently. Yeah. But I, I think the horse, the horses have left the barn in yeah. terms of inflation and they're not going to be able to do anything about it. Right. So if the inflation is transitory, it's temporary, it's nothing to really concern ourselves with is what they want us to believe. And as you mentioned, you know, the, the what they're saying, that commodities will eventually go back down. How about the other asset classes that have been predetermined and chosen to continue to go up, such as the housing market, as well as the stock market? You know, should those come down as well to to really uh, support that narrative that they want us to believe. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I mean, if you uh, if you look at the uh, relative value of commodities to the tech to technology, commodities are still hugely undervalued. And these guys are coming out and say, "Oh, commodities are overvalued. They're going to collapse." Yeah. You know, maybe maybe lumber has collapsed a bit, but even lumber, uh, I would venture to say that it's gonna hold and it's actually gonna go make new highs later on this year and people are gonna be shocked yeah. uh and and it's just a reflection of the dollar i think the dollar is uh ready to uh kill over even though for some reason you know today it's rebounded a little bit mm -hmm. the dollar i still think it's uh the dollar is uh uh you know the long term medium longer term trend is still lower for yeah. the next three three to four years and uh and uh, don't forget the stimulus, fiscal stimulus part of it. Mm -hmm. uh, we're still looking at uh, multi-trillion dollar deficits. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think the uh, what what is the whatever the most recent relief bill is still on the table. They haven't even it hasn't been even talked about lately, to my knowledge. I think that they settled for one point nine or two something to Biden throughout there, and so that's still on the table and it's still looking to be pushed forward. So that's just on the fiscal side. And then one of the things I want to mention that in reference to what you just said about uh, the dollar, uh, the, you know, as far as the, the, the Dixie, the trade weighted dollar. Um, so I read something on Twitter a moment ago that where someone mentioned that with the uh, now the SDR host, you know, and Macron encouraging the selling of gold would support yeah. the euro, making driving the euro lower for the exports for the EU region. And also along with that, a lot of people mentioned that because all the global debt is denominated in dollars, there'll always be a demand for dollars. And so there's not enough dollars out there to meet demand for all the debts that are having issues. So can, could we be in a position where the dollar is able to still remain relevant and needed by nations because they still have to pay back the current debts in dollars? Yeah, I guess to some extent, but, uh, if people start dealing less and less in dollars, like uh, Russia and China are doing, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, you will need to borrow less and less dollars, right? You're going to need to borrow more rubles and Chinese yuan. So uh, I, I don't buy that. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, people will probably still have to borrow dollars, but the direction of the, the dollar versus the major currencies as per the dollar index uh, I, I've looked at, at it uh, uh, many times, you know, there, there's like a seven to nine year cycle up, uh, seven to nine year cycle down. Mm -hmm. And uh, according to the study I've done, and I've made videos about it, uh, in, we topped in uh, January 2017 at mm -hmm. 103.82. Last year, we went up to 103. So we didn't make a new high. Mm -hmm. So we have at least uh it should be at least a seven year down leg or even nine. So if you take 2017 plus seven, uh, it's 2024. 
2026. So I, I think the dollar is still a long way from uh, bottoming versus the major currencies. As per the Euro, yes, Macron is talking about uh, selling some gold to help Africa. One thing I would say that would help Africa would be to buy gold, mm -hmm. to buy commodities, because they have a lot of that. But the, I think Macron is doing that because the bullion banks, and I spoke about this in my video this morning, uh, when Gordon Brown sold the gold in 1990, or he pre-announced it, mm -hmm. uh, uh, looking back, a lot of people realized that uh, the bullion banks were in trouble, that there's a short squeeze in the price. And what that does, by selling the country's gold, it basically goes to the banks because so they can cover their paper shorts, their yeah. leasing. And I think the same thing is happening now. This is not about Africa. He's using it as a cover. You know, right. he's a former former Rothschild banker. Uh, Gordon Brown has close relationship to the Rothschilds. It's all about the the gold price that uh, they're losing control of it. Uh, mm -hmm. But it's not going to work because every time they do this kind of uh, shenanigan. Uh, the, the gold price goes up. Uh, and if anything, if he really wanted to help Africa, mm -hmm. he would give some of the gold reserves. He wouldn't yeah. sell it. You'd just uh, ship it to Africa and say, here you go. There's a uh, 10,000, you know, uh, 100 ounce, uh, sorry, 100 metric tons for you guys. Do whatever you want with it. But yeah. he's not, it's going to go through the banks. Yeah, <laughs> this uh, gold is going to go through the banks. And that's yeah. the thing. Like, and I, when I read that article there, you know, Macron talking about, you know, Africa needs a new deal. I'm like, wow, new deal. Who put, who will put together the, the structure of that new deal? Who the Rothschilds, I guess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who will it benefit <laughs> more? And if yeah. they really wanted to help Africa, you would probably figure out a way to remove yourself from Africa, let Africa develop itself, allow the African yeah. people to basically control their own resources because the continent of Africa is, is literally the wealthiest plot of land on the earth that is untapped. And that's why I think there's a heavy Chinese influence with this uh, one, the, the Belt and Road Initiative and, and everything connected with that because they want in on that as well. So that's why they have been doing all this funding and development in that region. So they're not trying to help the African people. That's for sure. Yeah, the Chinese are heavily involved in Africa as well. And extremely, uh, the, the the problem is that yeah, I agree with all that you said about Africa having to go at it at it alone. But there's a lot of corrupt uh, politicians in Africa too. Everywhere, and and, and they <laughs> get paid off by these people, you know. So like in Latin America, it's the same thing. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it, it's sad, but true. Yeah. And to speak on that a little bit further, talking about corruption within the, those nations there, just I'm going to put an article on the screen here that something I came across uh, just uh, just today, a Nigeria central bank plans, a CBDC pilot launched before the end of 2021. <laughs> so when you have African nations jumping on board with what the World Economic Forum, BIS globalists want, that lets us know who actually runs that country because why yeah. would they want a central bank digital currency other than have their own sovereign currency, preferably backed by the resources of their land, given the fact that that's a very, uh, you know, very blessed uh, region right there with yeah. resources. <laughs> yeah. There's an economist. He's a German economist, but I think he's based at the university of Southampton here in England, in mm -hmm. England. His name is Richard Werner. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, you know, you mentioned earlier, you know, everyone has to borrow in dollars, but uh, that's not true. You know, if Brazil or Argentina or Nigeria or any country mm -hmm. want, want, uh, want to develop uh, 
you know, why do they have to borrow dollars? Why, why not just like, uh, you know, create their own development bank and uh, help their own, uh, you know, industries mm -hmm. in Brazil, in Nigeria. So yeah, uh, that's the other thing I would say. <laughs> this, uh, it's a misconception that people have to borrow in dollars to, yeah. to do anything. But uh, yeah, I, I, he's a. I agree. This guy's quite interesting, Richard Werner. Yeah, he's he wrote the he wrote did that documentary the uh, the Japanese yen or the the Mis whatever that what, what was yeah. it? it was Ministry a, of Ministry of Yen or something. Yeah, yeah, it's very great, interesting. Yeah, great explanation on the central bank development over the last yeah. decade plus using Japan as a primary test yeah. bed for QE. Yeah. <laughs> QE started. Uh, yeah. in Japan. I mean, I, I don't agree with uh, everything uh, that guy calls for, mm -hmm. but I, I agree uh, about the uh, the fact that uh, you know the developing countries they don't necessarily need to borrow uh, the dollars. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, I, I think the Chinese do it the right way. You know, if people want to invest in China, they come and they take equity, my uh, you know, equity positions in the Chinese companies. Mm -hmm. Uh, the Chinese are not borrowing uh, dollars, mm -hmm. you know. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, but unfortunately, the uh, major economists, uh, the advisors in all these uh, developing countries, a lot of them have been educated in the United States, and yeah. they've been put under this mindset that the dollar is as good as gold still, <laughs> which yeah. we know uh, is is far from. Uh, one of the things that. Uh, you mentioned about bar borrowing in dollars. Now, given the fact that the entire world has been subjected to the dominance of the dollar because of the world reserve status, any nation we've witnessed, any nation that tries to go off that standard, petrodollar, petrodollar, death, you know, the debt dollar standard, whatever, whatever standard we want to give it, any nation that decided to opt out of that, except for probably China and Russia, because I think they're the two biggest powerhouses that can stand their ground against the attacks of the globalists or whatnot. So we'll see. I, I want to segment that in a minute. But at this current moment, all nations debts, and, and it's all geared towards the developing nations, you know, the African nations, second world, third world countries, because those are ones that have been heavily saturated with debt. Uh, and so it looks like the shift is going to be to the SDR. Like that's the preferred reserve oh, yeah. transfer mechanism that they want everyone to usher into as a form of liquidity in the midst of another crisis. But once again, it's the same IOU. Nothing. IO yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, John Exter called, uh, you know, the fiat dollar IOU nothing. Yeah. And uh, he called the SDR. Who owes you nothing? We don't even know who, who owes you. <laughs> uh, but I would say that what they've been doing in the less developed countries by lending them a lot of uh, money mm -hmm. and then pulling the plug and then taking over their resources and mm -hmm. infrastructure is yeah. what they're doing to now to uh, us in the Western world. Uh, you know, they're indebting us as well. Yeah. Uh, and they're going to pull the plug and they're going to own a lot everything they're going to own all the housing you know they're already owning all the housing the hedge funds the private equities mm -hmm. so they're using the same playbook it's the uh, economic hitman playbook that they've used in the, uh, the less developed countries they're using it now in our countries yeah so yeah it's it's <laughs> not good man Here's a little quote I grabbed from uh, John Exter. It says, we are in a yeah. world of irredeemable paper money, a state of affairs unprecedented in history. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and, you know, yeah. And I think that comment must have been made uh, 
uh, a few decades ago and we're still in it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, so here's the biggest, here's the biggest issue. And this is where I want to actually find out, you know, get your thoughts. Cause I was trying to put the pieces of this puzzle together myself. And it, it looks like on the surface, there's a, as I said here, a monetary tug of war because we have the chosen mechanism for the next reserve, which is the SDR. However, whether it's going to be a digital base or whether it's going to be backed with, you know, put some gold in there, some Bitcoin, whatever it's going to be comprised of. And then you have Russia and China, which have made it clear that they value gold at an extremely high value. And they, they're ready to probably reset the value of gold at some point as a part of their plan. And then we have the global attention is being given to Bitcoin right now with with El Salvador. And so I want to find out, you know, how, who who will win? Will the free market win and go rise, or if the globalists have their way with the reset, will the SDR win, or will nations are nations sincere and really wanting Bitcoin as legal tender on their balance sheet or yeah. part of their reserves? Yeah, I, I mean, uh, it's difficult to say who's going to win. I, I don't think, unfortunately, the free market will win, mm. uh, but uh, we can continue to be our own central banks. Right. And choose the choose the currency that you want. You might want dollars, paper dollars. It's your choice. You might want Bitcoin or Litecoin, but I'm going to stick to uh, uh, to gold and silver because I, I think they've proven themselves over the few, last few thousand years. Mm -hmm. As per, yeah, I'm not too sure the the Chinese and the Russians are too interested in free market, but mm -hmm. they do understand that uh, uh, gold and silver are. Uh, real money. So in a way, uh, I favor, I hope that, uh, you know, their plan succeeds, because I, I think the people who run the West, uh, they're not interested in sound money. They're interested in keeping uh, the general public enslaved with mm -hmm. fiat currency. And uh, even their dig I don't trust their CBDCs. Right. Uh, as far as I could throw them, they're even more uh, dangerous uh, than, you know, what we have now, because at least now, we can still hold on to some of that currency, in mm -hmm. you know, uh, through holding some paper notes. But under the digital uh, central bank digital currencies, uh, you have no access to it except through digitally, and they can turn the they can turn it off anytime they want. Yeah, uh, they cool. can't they can't turn off uh, your bank notes even though yeah. they can uh, change them and uh, how, how like they did in India a few years ago. You, they only gave people a couple weeks and uh, they really screwed people there. I mean, they've yeah. done it in Switzerland uh, uh, and they're doing it right now, but uh, they've given people a couple of years to, to exchange the old notes. Yeah. Uh, but digitally, it's going to be a nightmare. Yeah, I just saw that Switzerland is... Uh canceling the was it the pre 2009 or 2008 or no the earlier version of their of the swiss franc they're canceling those versions that those versions of that so i saw something about that and then yeah, also, they're can canceling but they're issuing new ones new ones yeah they're not they're not doing away with their paper paper money yeah but, but uh, with their banknotes because the swiss uh still use a lot of banknotes they don't like using cards they still yeah. use a lot of cash yeah uh, now, if I'm not, I, I, I didn't dive too deep into it, but I know their smallest notes. I want to say it was a, a, a twenty and a fifty or something like that. And I think, uh, no, go ahead. What, what's the smallest? Ten, note? Uh, ten is the smallest note. And they, they, I think a, they're doing away with that, right? 
Uh, I'm not sure they might be. Uh, I have to ask my <laughs> my sister or my my nephew. But uh, they also have a five Swiss franc coin. And mm -hmm. I remember uh, years ago uh, they had a, a one thousand franc note. Uh, they have a five hundred franc note, a two hundred, a hundred, uh, a fifty, a twenty, and a ten. <laughs> and there's a good story about my sisters uh, back in the eighties. They mm -hmm. were walking walking along in Geneva. Uh, and uh, outside on, on the sidewalk and, and there wasn't many people around and they just saw a 500 franc note on the mm -hmm. pavement mm -hmm. <laughs> and they looked around there was no one <laughs> so they, they picked it up uh, and went shopping so uh, yeah <laughs> yeah but, oh my goodness yeah I, I remember you know as I mentioned before I had a chance to live in Switzerland for a, a brief moment and I remember the culture shock of how expensive things were and I had a little bit of, I had a grocery store beneath my little apartment there and I remember going <laughs> and just seeing the prices on the shelves you know just seeing the prices and what I was willing to spend it definitely deteriorated what I put in my basket because it was expensive as I don't know what over there <laughs> yeah oh my goodness but speaking of which, uh, for those that are tuning in, uh, we have the Mike and Mario show. And I forgot we're streaming live, Mario, because we, we, <laughs> we can get caught up and not remember. We have people out there that's watching live in real time. So as always, if you're enjoying the back and forth, hit the thumbs up button, share your support for the channel. And then also throw out some questions in the chat at uh, just highlight at Rethinking a Dollar to Stand Out. I'll, I'll ask them. And then our phone lines, I saw we missing a couple of calls, but I don't want to take calls just yet because uh, it, it'll disrupt our thoughts. But I want to piggyback more into this tug of war. Because I personally hope that we, the people, are able to take in much, as much control as we can in the form of you know, holding gold and silver as our primary anchor. And I'm realizing, I'm watching all this structure, this restructuring happening around us with you know, central banks running to gold. They're you know, adding gold to their reserves. So we, the people, have to, of course, copy that model, you know, add, reserve, add gold and silver to our reserves as well. But then again, uh, if the globalists have their way, the SDR is going to be the chosen international mechanism. CBDCs will be for the people domestically. And then that's all she wrote. But then also we have this whole digital asset space. And that's why I think this whole El Salvador situation, because as I mentioned, the BIS and, and uh, IMF had just come out recently expressing some of their displeasure in the fact that it appears to be that the B, uh, that El Salvador has sprung this on them out of the blue. Now, what's the chance you think that this is a genuine grassroots movement from their president there, or this is a distraction mechanism to keep our uh, attention off of Basel three as well as yeah. all that other stuff is brewing? Well, first of all, I, I don't know much about the situation in El Salvador. Mm -hmm. I, I know that it's a very poor uh, Central American country. Yeah. I, I don't know how the politics there is going, but I, I would say this is like uh, the president of uh, El Salvador trying yeah. something, trying something new. He's mm -hmm. desperate, so he's going for Bitcoin. Uh, I, I, and the BIS, of course, and the IMF, they're concerned because they don't want other countries to follow suit. Uh, yeah. But I would add as well that El Salvador has the U.S. dollar as legal tender. Hmm. Right. So I, I'm not sure why uh, the BIS isn't concerned about that because uh, the dollar has been, you know, has lost 98 percent of its value in the last hundred years. Why would El Salvador want to have the dollar as legal tender? But uh, I, I tweeted out this week when this news came out that the best thing that, uh, you know, what I would have done if I wanted to help the people of El Salvador and I was the president of El Salvador, I, 
which I probably will never will be, of course, mm -hmm. but I, I would have uh, abolished, uh, looked to abolish all legal tender laws. Mm. You know, Ron, Ron Paul has always talked about that. Uh, the way to have a free market in money is to have no legal tender laws, to allow the public to use whatever they want. Mm -hmm. But, you know, as money and currency, the reason they don't do that is that they, they wouldn't be able to control things. You know, they wouldn't be able to tax you as easily. So, yeah, uh, yeah I, I would say that if, if El Salvador really wanted to uh, help the general public, they would, yes, allow them to use Bitcoin if they wanted, but they should allow them to use anything and scrap legal tender laws. Yeah. And I bet you they'd start using gold and silver as well. Yeah, and that would be that would be that'd be great for us, the people. But yet, unfortunately, politicians are all bought and paid for. We got the GCF and G7 nations meeting right now, and I looked at a screen of seven people with strings above their heads. They're there to discuss the you know how's things going with the with the mandatory stuff. You guys, yeah. you guys don't well, get that. And actually, actually, someone noted that in that picture there are nine people, even though it's the G7. Oh no, I, 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 yeah, I didn't. It, but I didn't. Because I, I think they have two uh, people from the. Uh, Euro uh, Euro president and the Euro Commission. Uh -huh. So it's a G7, but they have nine people. So they they can't even uh, you know figure out their maths. <laughs> so let me put okay because I did share that picture. And then, and speaking of which, we uh, showed us here. I want to actually touch on that because I, I did a video. yeah one two three four five six seven eight nine. There's nine people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so I didn't so I saw the video and I didn't get a chance to look at the faces of everybody so I can pick I can picture out a couple or I see Boris I see uh, yeah. Biden I see the uh, the Trudeau well, well I'll tell you the uh, woman with the back to us she's the president of some Euro Commission or Parliament mm -hmm. then the the guy next she's German German Ursula von 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 Leyen okay. And the guy next to her on her left, on her left, is a Belgian guy who's probably president of uh, some other European thing. And mm -hmm. all the other guys are. Uh, you got Mario Draghi there. He's now the prime minister of Italy. Italy yeah. And then ne next to him, you got uh, uh, what's his no. name? Jack. Well, Cas Jack Castro. Who? Where? <laughs> I where? Some some Canadians call him Castro. Oh. Because they, <laughs> the rumor is he's Fidel Castro's uh, illegitimate yeah. son. And I then you got picture, uh, yeah, yeah. And then you got Sleepy Joe uh -huh. there, and and then uh, and then you got uh, Boris Johnson. Yeah, yeah, that's your guy right there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, then you got, and then you got slap slap my face, Macron. <laughs> <laughs> Pimp slap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then you've got uh, what's her name, uh, Merkel. Angela Merkel. Yeah. And then the Japanese uh, guy. I don't even know what his name is. Yeah. So, yeah, these are the people meeting today. And of course, and, and here's another thing I want to touch on, like the fact that and that's why I call them, you know, G7 puppets, because yeah. they're not leaders to me. Like, no, you know, me, all, all, all the things they're talking about have been decided like weeks. Oh, ago. my goodness. Yeah. And so it's like literally when I saw that picture, I'm thinking like, man, that's probably like, you know, the Davos slash Bilderberg group. You know, they probably all got the scripts handed to them as to what the topics will be, what they got to touch on. And it's and as you mentioned, you know, in our text, whatever, it's a PR stunt. Like literally, you got these people standing on stage by the ocean and they're just standing there looking all leadership like. And I'm thinking, like, these people are not leading nothing. Like, if people really knew what was going on behind the scenes and knew how all these people were bought and paid for and all mm -hmm. that stuff, they would no longer be considered leaders. They would probably be tried for treason and 
yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, that's the way uh, the world has worked for thousands of years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. man, man, man. Um, so I want to actually touch on real quick because I think uh, I did a video earlier myself about uh, how this whole Bitcoin El Salvador thing and all the all the mainstream narratives for the first two days after that was announced after Monday and Tuesday was uh, about legal tender. And then I reference how I believe we'll find out, depending on the U.S.'s response to uh, El Salvador providing a com competition directly to the dollar, if whether or not it's genuine or not. But I, I mentioned that my thought is it's all geared towards opening up the discussion towards the need to tweak the legal tender laws. And so I think that this summer, this fall, especially Congress here, Jerome Powell already made it clear that, you know, with the help of Congress, they need to work together to make it possible for the Federal Reserve to be, come out with their CBDC. So I think this is a, a setup for that. And then I also mentioned that, you know, the legal tender laws here in the U.S. has not really been amended or changed since the creation of the Federal Reserve when it put into the, the actual legal tender code here, this little phrase here. Because prior to that, United States coins and currency were the only things considered legal tender. And that was made up of about seven different options that we the people had, whether it be certificates, silver certificates, gold certificates, gold coins, silver coins, U.S. states notes, Federal Reserve notes, and uh, bank notes. So we had seven options then. And so as you mentioned earlier, you know, we're doing away with legal tender. We had a lot of options back then. But I think they're going to put a phrase in here that says something about and digital currencies and central bank digital oh, currencies. They, they could do anything, Mike. They could yeah. change. Uh, and it's interesting because I, I've read about the, um, you know, the dollar and the silver dollar and uh, uh, back in the early 1800s, mm -hmm. apparently people were still using the Spanish Spanish mill dollar, yeah. you know, the Spanish dollar in early in the early 1820s in the U.S. So you could use any any money you wanted. Uh, you know, it was free. You yeah. could use uh, European gold coins or, you know, people accepted everything. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I think what the Constitution was trying to do uh -huh. uh, by having the Coinage Act is just uh, giving uh, you know, uh, the idea of what the federal government would deal in that yeah. would be gold and silver. Yeah. But I, I don't even think we need uh, legal tender laws in the U.S. or anywhere else, because, you know, I, I would uh, gladly accept, uh, you know, uh, $20 gold eagles here in the U.K. I would accept German uh, gold, German marks or, or silver coins from anywhere in the world, you yeah. know, because they're all the same. Uh, gold and silver are the global um, money and currency. Some people say that gold and silver aren't currency, but they do circulate as well. They used yeah. to circulate as currency through coins. Yeah. Uh, so, um, well, I was going to say something about the coin. Oh, so speaking of which, how people, um, the 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 Spanish Spanish milliards. Uh, or the Thaler <laughs> before oh, yeah. then. Yeah, is, Spanish is dollars, yeah, pieces of eight. <laughs> yeah. So, and I think a part a part of this, because this uh, United States uh, code here was a first, was, I did a little research, it was first introduced in 1873 or so, right after the greenback uh, yeah. was officially became the legal tender paper currency version of money and then of course this stuff came following but yet this little line here says foreign gold or silver coins are not legal tender for debts because that was that was that was an option obviously because they had to stipulate yeah. 
they had to stipulate that no, we're no longer going to accept that. And this is around 1870s, four or so. When this was so, you see, for almost a hundred years, yeah, uh, you know, Americans could use whatever uh, gold or silver they wanted. It wasn't just the the U.S. gold or silver coins. Yeah, very true. And then to piggyback on that, uh, here's the 17 uh, coinage act of 1792 and all the options that we had from Eagle. Yeah. Equals quarter equals dollars, quarter dollars, desmi, half desmi cents and half cents. Could you imagine a half cent? Like it, it was five five and a half penny weights or eight point five five grams of copper. Like half of a penny was that I mean, think about the life and the quality of life and the cost of life to where that little half of a penny was it carried some weight to it. It's purchasing power as well. Well, and they didn't even have the double legal uh, twenty dollar piece yet. Because that mm. that that came up uh, after the uh, California Gold Rush, mm. you see, uh, point, it was point. yeah, so, yeah. So whew, we've come a long way <laughs> to the point where now when they're talking about digital versions of it solely. So, oh my goodness. Um. So while we had it, let's take some calls or let's take some questions. Uh, we got a couple more minutes, so feel free to. As I mentioned, I'll try to go back into the chat. Mario, if you don't mind looking at the chat as well. Yeah, I, I uh, just wanted to mention Gur Olji. He's uh, one of my followers. He's on the chat. And he's uh-huh. in Norway. And he said that right now they've got the midnight sun. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's no uh, – so it's a nice place to be, Norway, right now. No, It's uh, day, day yeah. the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, J- James Peter uh, Millward, he's an artist. Yeah, uh-huh. I-, I-, I bought some art off him. He uh-huh. follows my channel. He's here in England. Um, he says, I have ac- actually uh, accepted Britannia Silver Coins as part payment of my art recently. I can uh-huh. tell you that's me, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I-, I-, I, bought- I bought a painting from him. I paid uh, him half fiat currency and uh-huh. half silver. And uh, so y- you see, he you can use your your silver yeah you're very true so uh i'm not sure are you able to click on the are you able to click on them and they pop up on the screen or just just me because i'm trying to find i can just see that i i can just see them as you're mentioning them. so here's something here from mark carr says how long before local grocery stores will have one line for precious metals junk silver etc and the other line for paper money or they stop taking paper money when it when it's so worthless <laughs> how long <laughs> well, I don't know. You know, I mean, that would be great, but uh, the way things are right now, it doesn't look like that will ever happen. But never say never. Yeah. You know, never say never. Very true. Very true. So here's uh, something here from James. It says, "What the West did to Li- uh, Libya and Gaddafi was a disgrace and a crime against humanity. Our leaders really have run out of ideas." Yeah, and that's the thing. They've run out of ideas, and they've become outright bold and just cocky with it. They're able to throw stuff in our face. And there not be any pushback because they own the media. All the media is owned. Any and, and now they've actually went a step further with all the social media platforms providing these so-called fact checkers that are literally just paid writers that are told to just somehow, some way, turn a lie yeah. into truth. And, and they're more, yeah, they're mostly supported like uh, by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, by the Open Society. Yeah. You look at all the people who sponsor these fact checkers. Yeah, uh, they're all globalists. <laughs> yeah, uh, here's something here. Uh, BlackRock and State Street own most of the companies in America. Yeah, I, I saw an article about that one. Um, what else we got here? Uh, let's keep it moving. So, yeah, throw out a question or two if you guys want and we can answer it. And then let me see. I see a lot of thoughts out here. A lot of thoughts. 
Yeah, okay. yeah I, don't, I, I don't think I can click into the comments. Okay, and well, bring I'll them over, to, but uh, I'll anyway, I'll try to uh, pop it up as I can. But anyway, we can keep moving. Yeah. Uh, all right. So with that, um, so what are we looking at? Uh, we're what? It's June eleventh. We're two weeks or so away from the whole Basel three that June twenty eighth date. Do you see, you know, the 29th, 30th, anything happening with that, or is it literally wow. can it blow over, give or take? I think we just have to wait and see, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, there's so much speculation to it. Uh, yeah, and, uh, if it, if something happens, great. If, if, if it doesn't fine, you know, I'll still keep, uh, trying to, uh, add on to my stack yeah. of silver and gold, but you know, gold is getting expensive, you know? Yeah. So, uh, uh, and says, can I just say it's very depressing to think that they can just keep printing money forever. <laughs> uh, I don't think they can. I can, they can't do it forever, because there'll come a time where, and that's what I think they they realize that they their printing or creation in the way that it's been done before is coming to an end. That's why they're trying to rebrand it with the CBDC so they can get out of the printing paper printing business because they're going to take it to that next level of being able to actually program the currency so that they'll give you a time limit. So you won't be able to actually save that for long term because it'll hurt them more. So they're going to tell you when and how and where you can spend it at. So. The and print. there will be no no privacy as well. It will be yeah. all interconnected. Yeah. Uh, and that's why, you know, I know uh, Bitcoin has done really well price-wise and cryptocurrencies have. But uh, gold and silver are the only thing that really that you can hold in your hands. And it's really private and it's very liquid, like yeah. you can exchange it. But, um, yeah, so... <laughs> so, so low blood pressure says mic screening calls <laughs> so no so because my i usually yeah. get from my computer but it's not my volume's not working so i'm answering from my phone now so i've missed some calls so give me a call back and i'll make sure i pick up the phone <laughs> yeah oh my god we'll, we'll be here for the calls <laughs> so so what's 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 coming up uh in the near future other than just the obvious anything else on oh the yeah the, uh it, like you mean it, some events i guess yeah, some events ne next next week uh next week we got the uh, fomc meeting i mm -hmm. think it will be an important one mm -hmm. because of what's happening with the cpi yeah uh, it, i think it starts wednesday and it ends on thursday there will be a press conference and the announcements yeah um uh, what else yeah here in the uk we're supposed to go back to pre not 2020 mm -hmm. uh on the 21st of june but they're finding more and more excuses to keep us keep the restrictions probably for another month and then in that next month i'm sure they'll find another excuse maybe to lock people down again uh, yeah. what i think is happening is that uh not only here but in europe and in the us they're seeing that the economies are not doing well Mm -hmm. And uh, they need another excuse to uh, uh, come up with more stimulus. So I, I have a feeling we, you know, this COVID thing, or it could be a cyber, <laughs> cyber mm -hmm. pandemic, things yeah. are not going to get better, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, and I think they're going to pump up the stimulus even more. And uh, yes. <laughs> All right. So we have, we have a call here. Let's get this call. Hello, Carlos. Where are you calling from? I got through, Mike. It's low blood pressure. Corpus Christi. How's it going, guys? LBP doing good, man. What's on your mind? 
Hey, look, I had a question for you guys real quick. I'll, I'll, I'll take it off air. Um, okay, when the, when the country, when the IMF issues the SDR, does that create more currency units because it's a basket of currencies? Or does the IMF have to, like, get 69, you know, cents or whatever for the dollars? Does they have to get those dollars into some kind of a, a ledger? Or, you know, like, does it have to hold it or does it just issue more currency units? That's all I wanted to ask. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you, man. Thanks. Uh, Mr. Mario, what are your thoughts on that? How does it, how, how will that, uh, how I, would that from, from what I know, and I could be wrong, but I think what they do, they just create the uh, SDRs, mm-hmm. right? And, and it's a portion in dollars uh, and the other major currencies. Yeah. So they don't have to print dollars to create the SDRs. But what they will do, let's say they give $50 billion worth of SDRs to Africa, yeah, uh, and then they'll tell them, "Oh, now you can." They allocate it to them, you see, and and I think the way they allocate it to them is that uh, you know they uh, they you know they tell them you can use part of this in dollars, part of it in uh, euros, and so on and so on. So it's just created out of thin air, <laughs> you know. It's just written on or typed on the ledger. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So the the countries that. Uh, issue the currencies that are in the SCR. They don't have to do anything. It's just the IMF that creates them. Yeah, I uh, let me see. They, they, uh, they, I think they created six hundred and fifty billion this year, haven't they? I mean, it was the biggest uh, allocation of SDRs in, in, since the uh, 08 crisis. They yeah. haven't uh, really created that many. They so they still have quite a lot that they could create out of thin air again. Yeah, and they definitely will. So I actually had an article last night where I was talking about the SDR situation, just break, breaking down the ter- current basket and how it, it, the, the weight value, the reciprocal sum, as they re- as they put, of uh, what an SDR is made of. And so my, that's going to be interesting to see because I think I, I'm not quite sure if that's all fully worked out yet because everything is trending towards digital. Now, will they also try to utilize that? digital format for the SDR structure because I'd assume they're going to be putting more contents within yeah. the basket where there'd be you know more allocation of gold. The yuan yeah. is just recently added over the last what, four years now, three years now. So I'm sure if China is going to cooperate with this global agenda reset situation, they I'm sure they're going to want, want a bigger pie or bigger yeah. piece of the pie. And so that's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, you know, is, is China and Russia on board with what's going on because of this whole, you know, Hugo Sina's price mentioned about Russia threatening the BIS type of stuff. You know see what I'm saying? Like, who's trying to run yeah. the show? I, it's difficult to say, but the SDR will not be like, uh, you, you know, people won't use SDRs. It would just be a, a currency that is held by sovereign uh, treasuries, yeah. and, and they will settle balance of payments, uh, deficits, and surpluses. Just yeah. uh, someone asked me what I thought about uh, Macron getting slapped. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I thought that was great, great, really, you know. To, you know, and I wasn't surprised that it wasn't worse than a slap. So, yeah. and, and I heard that the guy not only uh, said something like "down with Macron," but he uh-huh. also uh, mentioned uh, had a something he said that is supposed to be pro-monarchy, like an old pro-French monarchy saying. Mm-hmm. So it's really interesting. It, it, he wasn't just against Macron, but he was pro-royalist, which yeah. is. Uh, interesting. Here's a thought here from the Thunder Sound. It says DTCC's fast program, fast automated securities transfer from physical to digital, advancing the dematerialization of U.S. treasure or U.S. securities from physical to 
the digital advancing the dem dematerialization of security so it's <laughs> a lot of words in that right there but you did really well reading that <laughs> thank you i was trying i gotta really think digital, of that one but digital digital yeah. and so so i so I've, I've some some content creators focus on the dtc dtcc and how they own everything yeah. and whatever so well, they, i, I don't think they uh, actually the dtcc is uh, doesn't own things they hold Hold they're okay. custodian. You see, right. you okay. buy a, a thousand uh, shares of IBM for mm -hmm. Mike. Uh, you know, Mike rethinking the dollar owns. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, your broker uh, will have that in your name, and then the broker actually that that those shares are held at the DTCC, mm -hmm. but the DTCC doesn't own those shares. But uh, I guess possession, you could argue, is nine tenths of the law. Yeah. Now, as a part of that, I remember back in the day when uh, I think it was the world, one of the buildings in New York, when there's a major flood in New York, hurricanes mysteriously just happened. Oh, to yeah. Up, and it flooded the basement out of the DTCCC. Yeah. DTCC and all the files and paperwork, all that stuff happened to the, the vault. Somebody, somebody left the vault door open. You know, on the oh, day of hurricane. I wonder, I wonder if that was an, I wonder if that was a, an accident. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah. It was maybe the World Economic Forum was, uh, sponsoring them right so they're trying to get rid of <laughs> evidence or, or something like that and so yeah. i'm not surprised to see that there is a push and you know the, the need to go digital for for their own sake but also to remain controlled because who owns all the servers all the networks yeah. they own all that stuff and got people who own that stuff so and i guess they could also if someone misbehaves they could just like take mm -hmm. all all the securities that you have with the dtcc yeah and uh give it to uh the central banks or whoever yeah so it wouldn't be hard to just make you go poof if you don't participate everything can go poof and then on the yeah. last note here i want to end off on this uh this little post that i made a moment ago uh which is this video on this little situation right here this is how bad things can get of which you know in the developed world on this side we don't hear much about but this is something that goes to show what the overall agenda is so this is from rt it says no jab no phone unvaccinated to have sim cards blocked pakistanis punjab government says so if you don't participate they're going to try to clamp down your life regardless so and it's a lot worse in nations where they never had true freedoms or anything already so you know we yeah. we're going to be the last one standing but it's they're definitely going to have to crack down if they want their plan to succeed but god willing it doesn't succeed so we'll see man yeah and uh, uh just before we uh sign off I, I saw a story i think on zero hedge that 170 uh, uh hospital workers in houston mm. texas were suspended because they did not want to take the uh the jab so there you go yeah, let me pull that up real quick. Let me put that uh, suspended. I got to spell suspended, right? Let me see that because I, I remember you mentioned that. Let me see if it pops up here because that would be something worthwhile. Okay, it is the very first tab. <laughs> so, okay, so this is, yeah, Houston Hospital suspends 100 state workers for refusing to get it. So, and that's one of the things where it's emergency measures is authorized is not approved and so that fine line they don't want they don't no longer care about so um but yeah i'm sure everybody got a story or something close to home that they can share on the subject matter as well so because we're all in the same uh boat when it comes to this so yeah oh, i'm just i'm just praying that bow pony is right and there mm -hmm. will be a red sea moments <laughs> yeah 
and and Pharaoh will be defeated. But yeah. uh, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> oh man! Well, everybody is great. Been great hanging out with us this afternoon. I hope you guys enjoyed and got a chance to get plugged into some things. And uh, definitely next week we're gonna have more stuff to talk about. I'm sure moving forward it's gonna be a very heated summer. No pun intended there, but uh, <laughs> once again, Manico64 on YouTube. Go check him out uh, if you haven't already. Go subscribe. Does good work every day. And then also, if you're new to RTD, Rethinking a Dollar everywhere you can find it anyway. So, Mario, uh, have a good weekend, and then looking forward to doing it again next week, my friend. You have a great weekend, too, and uh, I look forward to next Friday. Definitely. All right, people. Be blessed. Be safe. See you guys later. Peace. <laughs>